the opener had better all be in French. Oh, I thought you were doing the open. Am I doing the open? No, it's your turn. I was the one who did the last one for the last one. No, the last one was the one that I did. The Bienvenue. Ow. Bonjour. Ugh. Ugh. Do you want to sound? Do you want to sound like you're better now? Do you want to do it better or no? <laughs> Bienvenue. Uh, gay power half hour. Ooh. On podcast <laughs> homosexuality. Avec do homosexuals. Super. I'm Casey Lai. Uh, uh, je, uh, je m'appelle Casey. Super. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, back to the Gay Power Half Hour. That's right. Now that the posers are safely tucked away until next June, the real faggots are out to play. Faggot number one is Tony Soto, and my co-host, faggot number two. Uh, Casey Lai. Um, uh, I don't know if I like being called faggot number two, but I will take faggot <laughs> duh. <laughs> well, Casey, 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 we are back. Officially, the Gay Power Half Hour is back. We only did one episode all of June because we're too gay for Pride. Mm -hmm. um, and you took a little trip uh, off somewhere. Um, how are you? Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to America. Huh? Where freedom reigns and yeah, shit. I have to say, I um really find that accent, especially after being out of the country for a couple of weeks. I know people would be like, oh, I miss, I, I, I miss I miss what's mine, but I don't. <laughs> I could I, I could have stayed away a lot longer to not come back to hear people scream at me about critical race theory. Um uh, you know in a in an in an airport bus an airport convoy <laughs> not that that happened but it will because people, i mean they can crazy. listen listen the right really can fire up words you know what i mean they can really just turn words into something like like if you put critical and race in like next to each other they're like that's because you're critical and racist <laughs> so right like, it's like guys please do your own research don't just let other people feed you things um, but but how was France? Did you have a good time? You're, you you seem to be having a good time on your stories, the ones that I caught. Yeah, I was having, speaking of like people feeding you things, I mean, the world, America would be a better place if people were just feeding uh, poisson and uh, um, base to us all of the time. I know it sounds like things that we wouldn't want to be able to handle, but they taste like food. Not Is this going to be, so now are, we, now are we, okay, I just want to know where we are now. I need to know where our boundaries are in life. So, so now, are we the dynamic now that whenever you say a French word, you're going to really punch that French word? Like, like when you see white people who are like, Oh, yeah. So we went to the Mexican restaurant and enchiladas. Or is that kind well, of going to be now you. with you? I tell you. I, I with mean, your croissants. I've, I've thought about that. And, I and your voulez-vous français, voulez-vous va. Well, you know, I've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about my Italian heritage. And um, uh, 
some a little bit more about my German heritage. I leave that one out a little bit more because, you know, the <laughs> histories. Um, you know, because I think that every fucking episode of the show, you're telling me you're reading some German book about the fucking Holocaust. Well, so. Because, again, I think it's important for all of us to learn history so it doesn't repeat, especially those with the blood running through our veins of the worst. Um, and and the point was, is that as a white person of European origin, I don't really feel so great being like the Thackeria or the 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 Sassa. You know, um, but when I say something that makes me sound more white and pretentious, like poisson, I feel like I'm leaning into the right direction of language um, issues from a race standpoint. Gotcha. Well, you asked the question, and no, I'm not going to fucking uh, uh, do that until I learn better French. But the point. So is how was we we Paris? You haven't dude. told me a thing. You did comedy there, like you know, you took some dick. I heard. Like, what are you doing? Come on, you had a trip. I want to know everything. Um, uh, within I, reason, within about like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, ask a question instead of just yelling at me about it. <laughs> I had a really how, how was your trip is not a question is that was well, that you, right here? Keep yelling oh. um yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, get About, used to well, it things haven't changed over it. here you asshole I'm still red-blooded you know, American one thing I was thinking about was when I was over there you know like there is a stereotype that French people are um pretty uh rude to Americans or like don't really have the time for Americans and I didn't really find that I found French people to be really um, sweet and welcoming. Maybe it was because they were just like to have American money finally pumping back into their economy. Um, I think that has part of it. But I also think like, you know, like if you if you um, lean in with a little French up front, the minimal that you know, and then you can kind of ask if they speak English. It's much, it's much more open. But also I was thinking it's like every time I leave a conversation with an American, I'm usually like, I hope that person would just shut the fuck up and die. So I kind of get French um antipathy towards americans because most of them are yelling about stuff and saying bad words with a funny accent i mean it's it's the same when it comes to like the mexican with mexican folks is like uh they'll be if you come like with at least an attempt at the language they're going to be a little more kind to you to your face i mean they're going to talk mad shit about you the moment you turn your back (laughs) they're going to be like and you hear that fucking bullshit but They'll at least be kind to you to your face. Now, uh, was your stand-up received um, uh, what, yes. a majority of a American audience or just English-speaking it, French folks? Like, what was the dynamic was, for that? I don't know what the majority was. I would say it was, I mean, it was majority English-speaking. It was a lot of international, it was a lot of like expats and international tourists. Um, it was mainly, I would say, French people who speak English and then a bunch of uh, British people who live in France. And um, I started off with a joke uh, talking about how I didn't know the language that well and kept um, realized I like about three days in, I was telling people that I am a toilet, not where, oh no, that I have a toilet and not where is the toilet. And then I said, which is different from what I, I would what say. What a braggadocious America. America as always, of course. <laughs> Everyone has a toilet America. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and then I, but it was different from what I asked in America, which is, or what I say in America, which is I am a toilet. And they really liked that joke to begin with. And so then they gave me some leeway. There was definitely some language barrier. How much time did you get? 10 minutes. I did 12 oh, minutes. Great. Oh, that's great. 12 cool. minutes. Oh, shock that you went over. Shock. No, 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 no. They gave me 12 minutes and I did it on a dot. And um, it was super fun. And uh, shout out to the uh, Jardin du Sauvage uh, Comedy Club for having me and Guy Branham there because it was super fun. And if you're ever in Paris, go on down. It's a boat in the Seine. Who wouldn't want to see oh. comedy on a boat in the Seine? That's cute. It was super cute. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations on that. She's now international. And you can put that on your Rosa Ma. 
but that was or however they that's the correct pronunciation <laughs> um but yeah i mean paris is i've never i had never been before it's the most i mean it, it is truly mad it's truly a magical city like you just like it's hard not to be there and feel like um uh, like you know it cool i don't know that's it food's great all the the sites are great uh, I went to the Louvre for like hours and like lost myself in art. And really, if you aren't losing yourself in art, are you really in Paris? Um, oh my God. Well, it was also the fanciest trip I've ever been on. Shout out to Guy Branham for uh, taking me on uh, vacation for uh, two weeks. We also went to Corsica, which is a whole nother fucking thing. So I, I don't know what, like, I don't know what to say. It doesn't sound, it's, it's basically just like bragging about a vacation that was like out of control. But I will say it was different. I missed my friends. <laughs> Because, you know, going on a vacation with someone who you work with, who is a friend, but it's like a different thing. Um, but no one ended up in the hospital. Yeah, no uh, one's screaming for their no, Valiums. No. Yeah, it was <laughs> slightly less raucous, you know. Uh, and, you know, that not every vacation is, is, uh, is meant to uh, push the limits of uh, danger. Yeah, sometimes you just go for fun. I mean, so did you get like drunk? Did you do drugs? Like, did you do anything no, cool? No, I mean, we had some weed edibles. Um, we, uh, it was, we opened, like when we got there, it had just opened back up and there was still a curfew till 11. Uh, we were in Nice the day that they ended the curfew. And then there was like a big party on the beach, which was cool. But then several older gay men who I just bumped into were like, this party sucks. It's so young now. The DJ suck. Everything sucks. And I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> like there's always. There's you do always love a crotch of the old queen, don't you? I mean, as we were gazing out over like young French men playing uh, beach volleyball at 11 p.m. with their shirts off, I was like, I mean, everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> Music's great. DJs are great. People are great. Nice is great. Paris is great. The world is great. America's great. God. So you weren't keeping up at all with what was happening over here in those two weeks, I'm guessing. Barely. Because, you know. What I'm was gonna, happening over I'm here? Just gonna tell you, I'm just How gonna, are you doing? I'm just going to tell you that like um, over here, not everything's great. <laughs> Uh, are there croissants there's there no the croissants here are uh you know are they're they, just a little stale a little day old day old what? bread they're not flaky and butterly buttery and made on the hour by hour <laughs> by a guy named pierre no uh our country is on fire and hot um and everything seems to be going to shit i mean Brittany was denied having her father removed from her fucking uh, conservatorship for Christ's sake after well, she came out. I mean, did Brittany not make the news in, in uh, France when she came out and testified over the phone at her court trial? Um, uh, there was some, so I, I want to be honest about this. Usually around the time that I'd be watching news here, I was either um, like drinking wine on a terrace or um, <laughs> walking around um, looking for like a really picturesque beach in the Mediterranean. So I didn't really see, I heard about it. I caught up on the news when I was, when I was back in my hotel room. One thing, I didn't really have any service out there. So I wasn't. Uh -huh. my yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm Wait. just saying that's a really great way to live your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, walking around looking for beaches, not having fun. Um, but, but yeah, no, though, I mean, big, that, that, that stuff did make the news a little bit. Um, but, um, like there is the international outrage come on france get it together you were wait first of all i want to say that you said that you were gonna like 
talk to me about my my thoughts on France or something. You're going to try to do some correcting or whatever right oh, now. Oh, well, but, well. But where was the outrage, France? So I'm saying, Brittany, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, France has enough of their own issues. It's not a paradise, and it's by no means utopia that I don't think that they were focusing mainly on the um, conservatorship and free Britney movement over here. Um, but I hope that they would be on the right side of history and justice and be on the side of Britney getting rid of her dad. Are you as invested in this as it seems to Only me because... many, many, many American and gay men are? Only because I didn't know anything about this prior. You know, like I knew of the conservatorship. I didn't really know. Um, but but as of like, I don't know, I guess it was maybe, maybe at the start of the Free Britney movement, I was like, all right. So I did kind of a deep dive because I was like, all right, I've always made kind of jokes, you know, about Britney and the hair thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, let me just do a little deep dive on this whole sitch and figure it out. And honestly... I mean, this girl had postpartum depression and she fucking lost her life because of it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like she was punished for having two kids too close together. Like literally that was what it was and still trying to have a functional career while she had a father who has substance abuse problems himself, who uh, uh, when, you know, when he, his uh, little girl starts getting famous, he's like, oh, I'm going to get a boat out of this. Like, listen, you don't trust white Southern men. All right. White Southern white men are not, good all right ever for like, a variety when, of reasons yeah like when in history have you ever been like i mean they have those curvy mustaches for a reason because they can't be trusted you know what i mean their hat is mm -hmm. tall because they are short you know what i mean so like watch out mm -hmm. for those fucks mm -hmm. um but when she testified like when we actually had audio of her speaking and like you want you know what sent me was that she has an iud uh that's in her body that she can't take out and oh uh, really yeah that's yeah that's weird like that's a so weird thing you know it's she, like is it is it to keep her from having more kids or for some i'm assuming it's it, i'm assuming uh, look she's she, the way she presented it was it was keeping her from having a family so and you know, where's the good, wholesome American non-Chinese communist government appeal of that, you know, like, I mean, like, think about, I'm sure her dad's an evangelical Christian. I'm just sure of it. He named his kid Jamie Lynn, you know, I mean, I'm sure of it. So, I mean, isn't that a combo of his wife and his name? Isn't that, wasn't it? Is that, am I making that up? What's more evangelical Christian than that? I don't know. I don't want I don't, I, I did we'll smash do ourselves together. Like, and then we'll match your names together. Here's the thing. I, I just feel like the concept of a conservatorship for a young person is super scary. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, what has this person done truly that like you lose complete? Like, think about Amanda Bynes. Like, now she's a little more on the mentally ill area, but that doesn't mean that she she doesn't have the fame that Britney has. So I feel like her conservatorship is like, just going to go on the wayside. But to me, sounds pretty impressive. She has like a separate social media account that where she shares, where she's kind of being trapped it, and shit, you know? 
it's totally insane to me. And I do wonder the like, if it's like a little bit of a catch 22 where it's like the fame and the movement to, to free Britney from the conservatorship actually like gets in the way of a judge wanting to do it because the judge was, doesn't want to be seen to be doing something pressured by the, the masses instead of doing what's right. And I don't, I, I, I haven't, I haven't done as big enough a deep dive here. I will say I was just reading at the end of her statement, Britney was like, um, uh, I honestly didn't even know that I could file to end this conservatorship on my own. And, and it just, that one thing to me, I'm just like, and look, I, don't, I know if I say anything negatively about Brittany, I, I will be, I will have the masses come for me. And what will we do, Tony, if we lose all of the middle-aged women? Well, what, well, what is your, what is your negative thing you want to say? But I'm just like, wh- like how could how, she not how, have noticed how that? How could you not know that? How could you, how, if, if the conservatorship is the, is the biggest thing that is, that is, and I believe, I, I mean, believe look, the they have her. Hold on. I believe all the terrible things about it, but like, and all of the movement, where, where the girls who run the podcast, who are friends of mine, where, wh- why would, why didn't they tell Brittany that she could just file to end it? Where are the people looking out for her in, in, in like these specific, who, 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 Listen, from there like a was, legal standpoint I, I think like, there was a, I think there was a situation where she was medicated pretty severely during that mm-hmm. time. And uh, as a result, a lot of shit was done behind her back and around her. So when she came out of the fog, I'm sure the last thing she was thinking about was the, you know, like she was being told what to do. And yeah, I think when it started, she thought this is my family situation and, and they're trying to help me. And then it went south from there. You know, what gets me is that there's just no way that her wealth is only $60 million. I can't believe that if that is the case, what was she working for? Cause like, $60 million with as long as your career has been, that doesn't make any sense. Where's the money? You know, I mean, like that's, that's a, something that's that question. that's something that I, and you know, I guess it's like, I wouldn't want someone to tell me I wasn't fit to, um, to run my own life when in that time, when it was happening, she literally had two children back to back. She was being bombarded by the press, you know, she like, it, it's, it's a whole fucked up situation. So yes, I think um, free fucking Britney. And then I hope that when Britney is free, that she literally puts on her cape and she goes and saves Amanda. You know what I mean? Like, I hope it's like her mission to then go and get Amanda Bynes out but from the know, clutches of her make, parents. She'll make that her mission. And then everyone will, will be like, we got you out to perform again. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> perform for us. Perform for us. Who cares about Amanda Bynes? She doesn't sing. Name one of her hits. <laughs> And that's when I'll be like, I don't really trust America. Again, another, the left, the right. I mean, look, listen, I've been untrusting of America for a while. I love how you just come back from a trip to France and you're like, oh, now I'm on, now I'm on the same page. Well, I'll tell you, eating food that tastes like food for two weeks, it makes you realize that there are things out there done a different way. You're going to find that if you don't have red dye regularly, you're going to really get the shakes and no one wants, (laughs) no one wants that. We want all of the fucking red dye here. Yep. Red dye till you die. Trump, Trump, Trump's fucking guy. Wassel man or waffle man or whistle man or wassle and a wassle. Right, that guy, uh, who Alan. is who's literally like the if 
the next biggest dude that's not family in the Trump organization has been indicted and turned himself in uh, this week. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the momentum that we need to have. Like, honestly, at least it's like, it's like, oh, so people are doing shit. I think that that's, and this is all in the midst of Trump starting to do like a media comeback. Mm -hmm. He has, he went to the border recently mm -hmm. and did a little thing right next to his unfinished wall. Mm -hmm. um, he did a rally where Marjorie Taylor Greene got on the stage and called um, uh, AOC, uh, I don't know, I don't know, maybe a terrorist or something. I don't know. She said something Perfect. stupid. Perfect. Um, so what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about, like, do so you think, quick, do you think that there's something, do you think Trump's in trouble? Well, quick question was, were, were those things heavily covered the rally and the, and the trip to, uh, the, the border wall? I don't, I don't think so. I heard about the border wall thing. I think this week once, and I heard of the rally that was going to happen. I mean, outside of Fox and Newsmax and all the ones that he had created, um, uh, I, I don't know that it's as covered as he would have liked it, no. Be because, I mean, that's my question, and I feel like the, the fear of his comeback will, will my, my, my concern of it will be how saturated the media yeah, uh, makes him um, through his antics. Um, when it comes to his, the head of his organization being indicted, I think that, you know, the more pieces, the more uh, uh, cards from the deck that get uh, apprehended um, and gives us a chance to maybe um, get a better idea, or maybe maybe this guy will, will sing. Um, uh, but I mean, I that's the I question. I, I try not to get excited. I try not to get excited about anything dealing with Trump because I, I don't want to believe and I don't want to I just don't want to get any I don't want to get invested in the same way that I've been over the years. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that um, that there might be accountability, but I just haven't seen anything. But you want to know what makes me want accountability like for him from him, because we are already now starting to reap effects of his politics. The Supreme Court came back with a six to three uh, ruling that um, the state of Arizona sued saying that uh, ballot harvesting, another word combination that they made ugly, which is like basically people who are not able-bodied or whatever, people could go and deliver their ballots for them. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, the Supreme Court says that that's not, that is not cool because the whole setup is equal. Like, yes, it may be more difficult for people of color to get to a polling place. There are still polling places available. So therefore that, that ballot harvesting is illegal, yeah. which our Supreme Court said it might be a little racist, but what are you going to do? Like, because when, when you have a system that is set up with gerrymandering, when you have a system that is set up where they're trying to make it harder and harder to find to go and vote, like minimizing ballot place or polling places and shit like that for, for voters to be like, meh. I saw this is this is Trump's politics, and it's going to be taken. And, and this is this is the highest court in the law in the I land. Thought, 
I saw something on social media. I don't know if it was talking about this specifically, but it was making this broader point. It was saying, imagine a hotel that was built by someone who um, outright hated disabled people, differently uh, abled people, and made a hotel specifically to not let them in with zero ability to access the hotel. Imagine that happened. And then years later, it was taken over by people who are totally okay with uh, differently able people and, and, and would absolutely like having them in the hotel, except they don't really have the money to make all of the changes. And as a result, a hotel, you know, so they're not gonna do it. People can come if they can get in, if they can figure it out to how to access it, they can totally come, but we just don't have the ability or the means to, to change it. Yeah. Um, you know, that if like, if you take that and just change it to like, to races, it was run, it was run by a real racist person. It was the hotel was run by, and didn't want anyone to come in. But now, you know, so all of these structures are still in place. You can come, but it's just like, and, you know, it's kind of impossible for you to come and so be it. Like, that's a really good way of looking at all of this. And it's the way that the, the um, you know, the Supreme Court is not looking at it. But, or, and, and, and here's, here's the problem. I mean, this is the problem with the Supreme Court and it having all of these conservative justices on it who believe in the constitution. By the law, they're not they're they're not fully wrong that the law isn't the laws don't tell us that we that anything has to be done. And that is where they're like, we'll change the laws. But with like, you know, not untrue. But the thing is, is like when they're going in and removing the like like systemically going in and removing yeah. people's abilities to vote even before this came this ruling came out. Like they're like when they were in Texas and they're like Oh no no! It's going to be only one polling place for for this one county, and it's a huge county. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? You know what I mean? And this just goes to show you that like conservatives can't win without cheating. Like, they have to limit the. Um, I mean, and literally, it's it's like the elderly vote, like, like the elderly elderly people of color. Um, uh, that suffer the most and the differently abled people as well. So I don't know, this just seems like a, what's happening in this country. It, it's, it's shocking to me that, that, I mean, when the system ultimately breaks and people revolt, it's going to get really nasty. <laughs> well, yeah, but on, then, then there was, then there were polls that, you know, uh, not poll. Yeah. There was some recent surveying being done saying, uh, looking deeper into the, um, the 2020 election results and more Hispanics and more women voted for Trump than they did the first time around. So he gained people in that department. He still lost because I know, but that's Cubans. More you know what I mean? Oh, it was Cubans and no, a lot of Mexicans. Just no, no, no. It was a lot of Cubans and a lot of Mexicans. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a lot of Cubans, um, a lot of Mexicans. Not just and 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 and. But that just has to do it, with religious folks. Like that's just. I don't that think just, so. No, that's that's literally religion. Like that's all Catholic bullshit. No, I think it's, I think it's I think it's I think it's leaving. I think it's being oppressed by by authoritarian left-wing governments as well. Um, and that has a negative effect because the Democrats have been, um, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm- this Yeah, is I mean, that might be, that might be what, what Cubans are trying to spill out and say, but you know. Um, and I just, it's know. just one of those things where, where I just, it's like, rather than say no, and, and you're wrong or your religion is wrong, we have to learn how to talk to, show, learn how to show people better that these people are clearly just trying to fucking uh, kill you all and take all your money. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and you can be part of that too, as long as you want to get on board with killing. No, but they want that. Money. Listen, they listen. These religious folks are are, are trying. They're playing the game. They're they are making 
the end of days narrative from their falsehood book come to being sure. because they're the ones who are at the helm of all of this. Sure. So they don't want anything to change. They literally think that at any moment there's going to be trumpets. And that's what we're up against. So there's no talking to people like that. If you believe that trumpets are going to start blaring at any moment and some fucking falseness is going to come down and lift you up, there's no negotiating with that kind of mentality because those people are lost. And it's like, all you all you can do is try to break down their belief system and fucking hope that they come around and see that like, um, they're, well, you know where I am on this. Guys, listen, we, we, this, we're back, all right? We're back and we can talk about this uh, forever and ever. But um, I don't know. It just, it, it seems like, you know, for the last two weeks, I was not on vacation and we're watching, you know, fires everywhere. It's like a hundred and seven, it's Palm Springs heat in Portland, Oregon. And you're just like, oh my God, like, this planet is on fire. We are in trouble. It was like 28 degrees Celsius in Corsica. I don't know. Say it in degrees, you faggot. You say it in degrees, all right? You don't fucking come in here and talk Celsius. I don't know what the exact um, different- Well, you need to know. You need to know. The French word for it is parfait, which is perfect. Um, so um yeah no i i, I definitely am happy to be back in america um good start paying attention to, to things back. yeah you i have paid attention to things you need, you for need, 37 six to five however long i've been sentient goddamn years okay <laughs> and i i'm allowed to take a vacation once Oh, every listen to her. Listen years. to her. Listen and to her. Not pay attention to how the world's falling apart. I know how the world's falling apart. I've been pretty certain you're the world's a part of the problem. The minute I realized I was here, gay, she is a part of the problem. A giant facade. I had to put Casey up line. around. Seeing the part of the problem. Fucking just a huge issue. About things when they thought they were around all their fucking normals, but no, there was always a spy. Hear me when listening. I knew things were fucked up. What were we talking about? Anyway, the point is. Yeah, have you back? It's good to have you. Oh, is there a point? I'm sorry. I didn't know that there was going to be a point. Please, do you have one? No, I said I'm back. <laughs> Happy to be back. Thank you Happy, all. Do you have it? Do you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Not you can that find you me are. social media, uh, Casey L E Y on Instagram. Um, uh, if you want to see all my stories, I'm going to post some more pictures from, you know, France and Corsica too. So if you want to get catch those, you should. Oh, she's going to do a photo dump. Is there going to be a photo dump? Can, the only shows that I have are going to be back in San Francisco because that's really where my career is. Uh, not where my heart is. My heart's in Corsica. Uh, my career is in San Francisco. So well, nothing's changed 15th, for you since COVID. It's all the same. July 15th to July 17th, I'll be um, at El Rio and the setup in San Francisco. Um, so come on out to those shows. And in the meantime, just really listen to whatever Tony has to say and go to all his shows because he's in LA and he's the best. Put them in your books, folks. Um, guys, the Gay Power Half Hour is back. So um, if you enjoy us, why don't you go to our iTunes page, subscribe to it, rate the show, leave a comment about it. That always helps. Um, let's see what's happening. Oh, the Tony Soto show is still happening. That never quits. So um, that's everywhere, every week, wherever podcasts are streamed. Learn the Words, bitch, is coming back on July 5th. That is Monday. And we are back at in Akbar, inside. So what? sign up is at 8.30, showtime is at 9. So we're back to normal, folks. Six-year anniversary. 
on the Tony Center Show on literally everything that's Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo. So uh, hit me up on any of that. We'll be back next week. Bye. Adviento. Oh, my God. <laughs>